So thank you so much. Woo. Thank you so much. So I hope you, you have used your iPhone uh, to click here in it. Uh, yeah. Hey, church uh, is always a big privilege to be actually in the house of the Lord. And I'm so astonished about all the masks. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's, so, it's so crazy. I mean, if you told me a year ago, I will preach in front of people they wearing masks, I will say, come on, give me a break. But be honest, certain people, they look much better with the mask. Yeah. For example, myself, me with my mask, it's, oh my gosh, it's, I'm like a model. Some people, I'm unfortunately, uh, mask is not helpful for you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, hey, we started a, a series about uh, the King David, and my, my title is tonight, How Can I Be More Relaxed and in, 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 in God? More relaxed and more in peace, actually. And I think this illustration is a big help, actually, because the seed representing, actually, your dream, your calling, your longing, you have a desire. But you know, without the root system, there will be no fruit. There's always roots before fruits. If you want to go in further, you have always to go deeper. And I think God is more interested in our growth than in our comfort. And often when God pushes us in a new level, He kicks us out of the comfort zone. And it feels like very weird, but God is saying, hey, dude, you can have strong roots. And with the roots, you can be really strong in Christ. Our team, they created a, a, a graphic actually. As you can see, from the seed into the fruit, it's always a journey. And a lot of people, they don't like the journey. You want to have an instant blessing, an instant healing, or an instant uh, promotion. And as you can see, we are here in the level number three. That means you have to be, the next couple of weeks, you have to wait until we speak about the blessing on the fruits. Just lean in and uh, don't walk and run Way. Thank you so much. Hey, I want to start with a Bible verse from King David. You have to understand, God anointed him, and all of a sudden he became king. And often people think, if you are a king, you're anointed. The Bible says the Holy Spirit always was with him. Many think when the Holy Spirit is with you, then you don't have any problems or challenges anymore. Anointing means you are called, doesn't mean you are free of challenges and problems. That's why the root system, even though if you are successful, even though if you become a king, even though if you become a father, a mom, whatever, the root system is quite important for the journey. Here is in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Hey, King David, he killed Goliath. A big guy killed Goliath, and all of a sudden people think about stoning him. Each of one was bitter in the spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. Keep that Bible verse for a moment in your mind. He was the anointed king. He led the people of God very wise and very smart and so skillful. But even though if you're successful, you're facing always a situation where you become from a hero to a zero. From the Goliath killing king to the zero, and people said, let's stone him. And David built up a reflection 
He always seeked the Lord because he knew without the power of God, I am lost. And here's the point, the source and the root system is on the long run, the most important thing in our life. If you are brand new, say, I never heard about David. Uh, our team created a cartoon clip about David. And before you see the cartoon clip, let's give our creative team a big round of applause because they're investing hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Thank you so much, your crazy team. The prophet Samuel was searching for a new king. The old king, King Saul, had angered God and God wanted to dethrone him. God told Samuel where to find the new king. After some confusion, Samuel finally found the shepherd boy, David. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Hello? Oh, well, and so David returned to his sheep. Some time later, King Saul was still in power, but in the meantime, he had lost his mind. <laughs> then some of his servants had an idea. Let's search for someone who can play the liar. This will put your mind to rest and cheer you up. One of the servants suggested David, and Saul immediately summoned David to the court. Saul quickly liked David very much, and his music actually did help Saul. Hey, this is crazy. He was anointed, and all of a sudden he's in the palace of King Saul and plays the guitar. Every Christ is actually a good guitar player, right? Christians, everyone is able to play the guitar because we are known to be good worshiper. Hey, David started as a seed actually with a dream and a calling. He was planted in an idea of God Almighty. As you know, in the journey of a seed, there comes the moment you start to create a root system. Root before fruits. If you want to go further, let's go deeper. And I want to talk about the root system in the life of David. And I think there is a parallel to our personal journey with God Almighty. Three points. Point number one, I'm rooted in the intimacy with the Creator God Almighty. Intimacy is the most empowering thing because you can see this in the life of David all the time. He worshipped God, he prayed to God, he had these moments where he was together with God and often we are so busy of doing a lot of things but sometimes we miss the quiet moments when we are together with Jesus Christ. Dr. Billy Graham, a very famous preacher, is right now in heaven. He came up with a quote because in all his preaching and teaching, he figured out there's one big danger. He said, success is the most dangerous of all noticians. With other words, success is very dangerous because if you want successful, you won't have more. It's like, it's like an addiction of drinking or, or, or watching porn. All of a sudden, you won't have more and more and more and more. And here's the point. There's always a season in your life where God puts you the pause button and you have to rest and selah. Selah means you're not in the sweet pot in the moment. You're just together with God Almighty. 
I, I want to be clear because often people think we pass or to being a Christian means I'm not successful or I don't have a drive to be successful. I don't, there's no, we are not eager or there's no drive anymore to achieve something. No, 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 no. We are Christians, we are called. There is a DNA of God Almighty already in us to be successful. Because right in the beginning of creation, God created the heaven and the earth in six days and the rest is made in China. But then God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, this was easy, and take the earth and make something out of it. Here is a DNA of doing something, being successful. This is a godly drive. We are Christians, we are known to be super successful. Amen. I don't talk about be quiet and be a loser. There's two different things. And the, Jesus is, is told once a parable about one talent, two talents, and five talents. And he said, go and double the talents. In other words, if God has given you a, a, a gift, take it, give the best, and be successful. The one with the one talent, he was afraid, he did nothing, and God took that gift away and gave it to the other people. In other words, multiply, be successful, be hungry to learn, be eager to do the best in your company, not just average, be the best. And here's a graphic about Generation Z. If you're wondering who is Generation Z, it's a generation that between 1995 and year 2012. That means my boys are in the Generation Z. They did a study in America, and this is crazy, 57% uh, of all the Generation Z people, they said, I need a promotion every year. Every year. Every year. And when I read that, I said, every year? That means if you don't get the promotion after a year, and then... Then you feel like a loser or something is wrong and then you change the company. That's the generation that's changing girlfriends, boyfriends, men, women all the time because it's only good for one year. But what if God calls you like David? Be rooted for 13 years, 13 years, no promotion. Just be rooted in the ground and you trust that your relationship with God in the long run is the most important thing. In Psalm 73, verse 28, and I love that song actually. But as for me, it's good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell you of all your deeds. He's saying, it's so good to be near with God Almighty. Hey church, I had a revelation this week. I was with my bike over the mountains and all of a sudden God gave me a revelation about something very simple. I think it could be very helpful for you guys. You know, when you think about seasons, there are four seasons in a year. Everything starts in spring. And in spring, everything grows so fast. The leaves and the trees, you are so falling in love and you can see growth. Every second is almost a growth, growth, growth. In the spring season, it's so easy. Everything is flourishing, exploding, blooming, blossoming, exploding. But then comes the summer. The summer in the season means there's no, almost no growth from the outside. There's more growth in the inside. Like Swiss people, they will say, my joy is more in the inside. 
<laughs> or I'm more friendly in the inside. Like in the summer season, I just want to say, you don't see the growth from the outside. There's more a growth in the inside. Then comes the fall. This is the harvest season. In the harvest season, this was the best season. It's science and miracles, promotion, more money, a girlfriend, kids, whatever, a new house, a new car, a new boat, a new Tesla, whatever. That's the place we want to be forever, right? But after every harvest comes the winter, and the winter is cold, almost naked. There's no action. You feel so far away from God, so far away from your calling, so far away from the sweet spot. And you're thinking, oh my God, I love the spring and I love the fall, but I hate the winter and I don't like the summer. If you are in a summer and in a winter season, that's hard. If you're in a spring and a fall season, it's pretty easy. God gave me that revelation on the bike and I thought, what, 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 what's, the, what's the problem? Or what's the point? And God says, everyone looks from the outside and you define success always from the seasons. But for a tree, it doesn't matter which season a tree is in. The root system looks four times the same. Four times the same. And this is actually, for me, one of the, such a strong illustration for me. I don't say success is wrong. I don't say if you're successful, something is right or wrong. That's not my point. I just want to say to you right now, it doesn't matter which season you're in. Be rooted in a relationship with God Almighty. Because that's your strength for every season you're in. If you're successful, you need the Lord. If you're not successful, you need the Lord too. You need the Lord anyhow in every single season. I ask my team, um, because to have a quiet time with God or a very interactive time with God, actually have an intimacy time with God, I ask my team about how they do it. And I think you hear often we should pray and preach and teach more, uh, pray and, and pray and uh, read the Bible more. Sorry, but often we we are lacking of of ideas. And my team they came up with different ideas how they spent their intimacy with God Almighty. And here are some ideas. So since this Corona crisis, I bought a new bike and I love to cycle up the Jütliberg and to be in the nature and I experience God very close in being just in the nature, seeing the sunset and, um, and, and share with him my heart. So that's a good connection for me with, with God. Um, I live by myself now and that definitely changes my relationship to God. So when I'm alone at home, I just know He's there with me and I also spend a lot of time reading my Bible and writing in my journal. I spend my time with God in combination with dancing and singing because in music I feel free and I can express my feelings and praise God the way I want to. I love the diversity in experiencing God. I love to draw, to hear podcasts, or simply read the Bible and think about it. I spend my time with God with a super cool tool. It's called the Thirsty 30. So 10 minutes of it, um, we'll be reading the Bible, reading the scripture, um, getting new inputs from it. 10 minutes is just worshiping the Lord for who He is, and 10 minutes is 
just spending time in prayer. Because I'm not really a morning person and to get up really early in the morning is for me hard. I decided to listen to the audio Bible every morning while I put on my makeup in the bathroom. And when I go uh, into the office in the morning with the train, I use the time to do a reading plan or I also do often during the week uh, a prayer walk. Every single day, the first thing I do in the morning, I read the daily Bible verse in the U version. And then I have a Bible reading plan, a one year plan through the whole Bible. And I listen to it when I get ready in the morning or in the living room. Sometimes I read it or also when I go to work by train. Come on, let's give our team a big shot of a round of applause. <laughs> Um, you know, for example, my, my wife, she, she takes every single morning the Lord's Supper. Every morning, not, she's not waiting for once a month in the church. She do it, does it every morning. She said, while I'm drinking a tea, I just started up to combine what I do already. And she, she takes every single morning the Lord's Supper. That's maybe why she's so on fire. But there are so many, so many styles how you can have intimacy with God Almighty. The roots number two is you are served in the place of your influence. What I mean with the influence means when God anointed David as the new king, God sent him back to the place where he came from, tending the sheep. Tending the sheep for David is actually a very boring job. And you have to understand, here is a slide of why, why people use people to tend sheep. For example, tending sheep was actually a statement you either hired slaves, was not a big job, it was not super exciting. The father thought maybe instead of hiring a slave, I say, David, go there, then I can save money. And here's the point, everyone sometimes in your life God calls you to go back to a place where you say, oh God, I, I'm longing for a new job, or I'm longing for a new family, or I'm longing for a new church, longing for a new small group, and you want to run away, and you want to leave, and God is says, stay. And that moment where you're placed in the place of your influence, it's a question, how do you fight? Because we read that Bible text, all of a sudden a bear and a lion appeared. And we're reading that and think, oh my gosh, David killed them. But think for a moment. This was the moment for David. He could say, oh my gosh, here is a bear and a lion. Have you ever seen a lion in front of you? I don't mean in a zoo where the cage is between you and that lion, but here's a lion in front of you, and you know lions are hungry, lions are not friends. He could say, oh my God, here's a bear and a lion, and David could say, that's my chance of my life. Go ahead and eat all the sheep from my father. I hope you're very hungry, come on. And then when all the sheep are dead, because it goes, oh, daddy, I'm so sorry, you know, a bear and a lion came and the lion was so hungry, you know, I'm young and, uh, you know, I tried to, but I wasn't able. And I'm so sorry, they're all dead. <laughs> daddy, I don't have a job anymore. Do you have an upgrade job now for me? That could be the moment when David was released from that 
boring job, even though if you think I'm called for bigger thing, the place of your influence is always a test. Are you willing and are you able to fight for something that doesn't belong to you? And that's a hard test. When David said, okay, I do it. When he killed the bear and the lion, here's another challenge. If I would kill a bear and a lion, that would be an amazing blessing. I tell you why, because I have an iPhone. I am Instagram, TikTok, Reels, and Facebook, and Twitter. I will tweet that flipping fight. Hey, this is Pastor Leo. I'm out here. I don't like the job. I killed the bear and a lion, 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 lion. Push it away. You have in one minute a half a million clicks and likes. And everyone say, oh my gosh, you are a hero. This is how we post everyone beside me. I'm the same. We post our victories. Nobody posts things where you have lost or losing something. Can you imagine David fought that battle and nobody was around. Nobody was there to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. There was only one person who saw the fight. He saw that David was able to fight a public fight, a private fight, that he one day he will be public, strong. And that one person was God Almighty. And God gave him the biggest like. Sometimes all you get, it's one like. And that like, it's enough. If you post something on Instagram, there's only one like, you will say, oh my God, something is wrong. But often in your private fights and challenges, God is there and he sees it. And that's the biggest heart test. Here is my point. If you're fighting your private battles when no one is around, always someone will hear about your deeds. Someone will hear about your character. Someone will hear about your anointing. Because some month later, they were looking for a guy who could bring peace to the King Saul. And check out this other verse in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18. One of the servants answered to King Saul, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and his life is a looking man. And the Lord is with him. With other words, if you serve in your family, changing the diapers, the very stinky, dirty diapers, God is saying, like. If you serve in your company where maybe your boss is not a cool guy, God, like. And here's my point. If you are tested, you can be trusted. If God can test you and you pass the test, we can trust you. 
The root number three is actually you trust, um, just check it out. I'm rooted in the promises of God and I would love to close with the last thought. You know, intimacy of God is very important. It's very important actually that we serve in the place of influence. Don't run away. But the promises of God are very, very important. I want to tell you why. Because God often speaks one prophetic word in your life. And you need that word. We have to eat that word, swallow that word, keep that word. And here's the Bible verse in Psalm, Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. The Spirit of God was always on David. The Holy Spirit never left him. You can do nothing without the Holy Spirit, I tell you. But even with the Holy Spirit, you will face some challenges, some difficulties. But if I'm rooted in the Holy Spirit, my future is always brighter than my past. God gave David in front of the brother a word to a prophet. You are the next king. I want to close with the last thought and idea that the Lord gave me this week. A prophetic word is very important. A prophetic word is always a picture. Where will you be from now in 13 years? You need that word because sometimes you're going to season and it looks you are far away from the calling than ever. Far away from the destiny. It's always a journey. And in the journey, we face some challenges. Every time when God gives an anointing, God gives a word. It can be a Bible verse. It can be you hear the Holy Spirit like in an acoustic voice, but the word is always important. If you study the Bible and you find often the, the word, the word in the Bible, the word of the Lord, but often is the, the word not correct translates are the word in the Bible has four different meanings. Lean in. It can be logos, it's a Greek word for the word, often it's the logos. Logos means in the beginning was the word, and that word was a creation where God created out of nothing something. You can see in the Hebrew language like the word Rema. Rema means it's a life-creating word. That means the Spirit of God is breathing and something comes to existence. There's also the word Davar in the Old Testament. That means the word that becomes in action. Every time when God gives a word, He creates something, it's always years later will be, always be in action. That's the word Neum, that means a saying of God Almighty. And the Bible is clear, Jesus Christ is the Logos. He is all the Logos, the Rema, the Neum. God used a prophet to speak out one word. You are the next king. A spoken word, a calling from God is a logo, a remar, a neum. It's a spoken word. It creates in us creation. And God said, you're the next king. A seed is a creation. From that seed, it's only a matter of time, comes that word always into action. And some people right now, you are here, you're middling of a season and you lost 
that Logos, Remar, Word, whatever reason is. And you have to keep the Logos, the Remar, the Nehum Word in you. The God spoke a word. One day you will be the next president of America. If you're under 30 years, you're qualified. Whatever, just say, God gives you maybe a dream, a calling, it's so big. And that word, you have to keep it because that word creates in you creation. And God does everything that that word one day comes to action. And from the word to the action is always a journey. But God is always with us in that journey. And what I would love to do in the, in the end of the message, I would love to give the Holy Spirit right now just time where we are listening to the Holy Spirit. And I think tonight that God can speak a word. You are an evangelist or you are an apostle or I, I'll call you to start a brand new company where that company earns so much money to support people in need, whatever. That word is so life-changing and God will help you to bring that word into action. Uh, could you stand with me for a moment? Please take off on your mask. Or put on your mask if or, or, only the doctor said you don't need a mask. If you look in live stream, you are so blessed. Let's close our eyes for a moment and before, before I want to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and me for a life-changing word, I want to pray a prayer for all those people you are in the building or you're watching live stream, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ or along your journey you lost your trust, you lost your peace. You lost somehow the connection. You have been disobedient and you feel so far away from God. And God brought you here tonight or on the live stream and you say, Pastor Leo, I need a new start with Jesus. I need a new beginning. And the Bible says it's so simple. If you call upon the Lord, He will answer your prayers and all your sins are forgiven and you're connected with Jesus Christ. Wherever you are right now, if you sense in your heart, it's time for me to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. Or if you're a backstater Christian or you get lukewarm, then let's ask Jesus Christ to forgive you all your sins and your failures. And if you want, then please just pray with me. Even live stream. Say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Lead me and guide me. Be my center. And the word Amen just literally means so shall it and so shall it be. If your prayer is prayer, I want to say your sins are forgiven. You belong to the family of God. You are a part of the family of Jesus Christ. And now I want to pray with you guys. I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to give you tonight one word. A Logos, a Rima, a Naum. 
one word, one calling that you know from now in 13 years I will be there. Let's, let's close our eyes and I believe if we give tonight room to the Holy Spirit, He will speak to us. Holy Spirit, here we are. And I don't want to be in a rush tonight. You spoke to David a life-changing word. You gave him with one word a calling to be the next king. God, in, with, with my humble heart, but with a longing to do your will, can you speak to the Holy Spirit one word to me? A word who gives me direction? A word who will be like an anchor in my life? And what I want to do right now, I want to be quiet for a little bit of time. Because when we are quiet, that's the moment when the Holy Spirit whispers. He will speak. You are a sheep and you are able to hear God's voice. The Bible says, you are a sheep and we will hear God's voice. And right now, this is what I believe. If you say, Pastor Leo, I'm not able to hear anything. I want to say to you right now, your ears are open. I clean your ears with the blood of Jesus Christ. Your ears right now open. Nothing can block it. Nothing can stop it. Because you are sheep. God, here am I. Speak to me. I am your servant. And I am your best friend. The logos and the remar and the new. Church, when we stand in the presence of God, something is changing in the unseen world, in the atmosphere. You know, guys, some years ago, and I want to share you with something, and then we will, we will praise and worship God. Some years ago, God gave me really a vision and a dream during worship. I was quiet and I saw the end of my life. I saw all the fruits. I saw all the things that will happen in my life. And next to me was a guy when he said to me, Leo, uh, uh, God gave me a vision for you. And he shared the vision. It was one by one the same thing I saw in that vision. That's one word or one vision or one dream. You know what I did? I went home and I wrote that down on a piece of paper. And I went to my bank and I opened a safe. You know, and I put that paper, that calling into a safe. And I pay every year 120 US dollars for that safe to keep that paper there. Why in the Swiss bank? You cannot rob a Swiss bank, it's impossible. The most safest place on earth is the Swiss bank, sorry, and God. And this was for me a prophetic statement actually. There in the bank is a piece of paper where is my calling, the word that God has given me. That means one day when I'm dead, my boys are thinking, oh my gosh, the daddy has a safe in the bank. There must be some gold and silver and a diamonds. And they're going there and they find only one paper. And they will say, oh my gosh, this is the legacy of our dad. 
I want to say to you right now, when God gave you right now the word, write it down. Write it down. Keep that word. Because you're going to a season where you're thinking, I'm far away of the calling of God. And then I remind myself, there is a piece of paper in that bank, in that safe. And that's the calling and nothing on planet earth can stop me to fulfill the purpose of God in my life. Keep it. Write it down. God gave you right now a word or a feeling or some ideas. And when we praise Jesus Christ in the next couple of minutes, that's your moment when you connect with your Almighty God. And you say, thank you God for the locals, for the Rema Nehum word. And I keep the word and you created something in me and it will come to action. Let's lift up our hands for a moment and let's praise Jesus Christ as loud as possible. Come on church. Woo!